Hello and welcome to Health Professional Radio. I'm so glad that you could join us for another segment. I'm your host, Neil Howard. And in this segment, we're going to have a conversation with Mr. Jim Gilligan. He's president and chief scientific officer at Trip Therapeutics. It's a pharmaceutical company focused on developing psilocybin-based compounds to treat diseases with unmet medical needs through accelerated regulatory pathways. Welcome to Health Professional Radio, Mr. Jim Gilligan. Thank you for taking the time. Thank you for having me, Neil. Well, give us a bit of your professional background and um, talk briefly about Trip Therapeutics' role. Yeah, so I have a PhD in pharmacology and uh, followed that up, did a postdoc in molecular biology. So I've been in the drug development field for over 35 years and interesting times, always through the advent of biotech and through you know more recent uh, research. And the thing that struck me with Trip Therapeutics was how they're going to harness or leverage the power of psychedelics in unmet medical needs. And it's totally different from the standard approach we take in in drug development, where many times we treat the symptoms and not the disease. And it appears that we may have an opportunity here to take a different approach. And I was just excited about the opportunity to be with our team. For those who may not be familiar, explain um, the difference between synthetic psilocybin and natural psilocybin. Sure, that's a great question. So psilocybin does occur in nature from mushrooms. And of course, when you take something out of nature, you have the authentic molecule, but there may be some other, in the pharmaceutical industry, impurities or contaminants. Mm -hmm. What you do with chemically synthesized is you... You, you create or synthesize the exact same molecule that exists in nature, but you have very good control over the process so that you get great consistency, especially when you want to go into clinical trials and treat patients. You're meeting unmet needs with these compounds through accelerated regulatory pathways. Is that regulatory pathway accelerated because of the purity of the synthetic? Not not directly. What It helps with the FDA in that they're accustomed to seeing drugs that are manufactured uh, using chemical synthesis. And there's a part of your submission to, to the FDA uh, called Chemistry Manufacturing Control, CMC. And they're very familiar with the standards that they need for the industry. And so that facilitates that part of, of the submission. Now, I understand that TRIP has some, some phase 2A studies that uh, have been conducted for eating disorders using this synthetic uh, psilocybin compound. Sure. So we have two areas that we're interested in. One, as you mentioned, eating disorders, which we're performing. That's at the University of Florida. And the other is in chronic pain, fibromyalgia, University of Michigan. The eating disorders... Uh, we're looking at initially binge eating disorder and eventually want to look at another uh, orphan drug indication called hypothalamic-induced obesity. But in binge eating, we're trying to uh, affect the, the person's relationship with their food and their obsession or compulsion with food. And we've uh, been through FDA review. Um, we've allowed notice to proceed, and we're working forward to initiating that study in the near future. You know, when it comes to unmet needs, we're normally, well, I normally envision, uh, okay, a drug that's going to affect the person physically. For instance, the eating disorders, chronic pain. Are we talking about all of these treatments being conducted through the mind? Is it is it mind over matter with these uh, compounds? 
You know, that, that's a great question. The way that we envision the treatment paradigm is that we have therapists, psychotherapists meet with the, the patients ahead of time. They develop a rapport and get to an understanding of the individual. And then they introduce psychedelic therapy followed by more psychotherapy. And we get this question all the time, is it the drug or is it the therapy? And I don't think we or the patients care as long as it works. Mm -hmm. And so we're not trying to dissect that out, but we, we do know that having this integrated approach with therapy plus the psychedelic psilocybin and additional therapy has shown the best results to date. And that, that's sort of the, 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 the track that we're going to take. When it comes to the intermingling of these compounds with um, a drug that a patient is already on, not necessarily for uh, psychological therapy, but a drug that's treating them physically, uh, you, you spoke about the, the safety earlier in our conversation. How have these how have these studies revealed any mixtures or any problems with that? Yeah, that's another great question. So. A lot of times what you look at is called drug-drug interactions. Um, here, the, the biggest challenge would be people who might be taking uh, drugs that have an effect on depression. And there's, there's a, the serotonin receptors. And so that's one of the areas that, that um, people are, are making certain that they don't want to have uh, uh, a negative interaction. But for the most part, um, other standard drugs, to date, there's been no demonstration of any drug-drug interactions. But in our clinical studies, we have to be uh, very careful about uh, other medications that the patient take and, and with, in conjunction with the physicians, determine whether or not we feel that they need to be weaned off or whether they can continue. Now, you've got uh, a couple of compounds, TRP-8802 and TRP-8803. Are these compounds administered differently, and are they for specific treatment regimens, or can they treat a wide range of uh, unmet needs? Yeah, that's so there's a couple of questions there. So what we decided to do with TRIP-8802 is that's oral psilocybin, and that's being used most, most throughout most of the industry. And what we're looking at with 8802 is using that in, in a way as a tool to investigate clinical utility in these disorders. Most of the work with psilocybin has been in treatment-resistant depression, PTSD, and anxiety. And since we're going into different areas, since 8802 is already available um, from the USONA Institute, we felt that we could use this to determine whether or not there's there's an adequate clinical signal. And so it's a probe. Does it work in this particular patient population? One of the, the things that we observed and noticed is that when people take orally administered psilocybin, there's wide variety in the response. And when we looked at it, it turns out there's actually variation in the blood levels. It could be four or five fold off. So some people, may not achieve blood levels necessary to reach the psychedelic state and others may have blood levels so high that they start having some of the side effects. Mm. And so with TRIP-8803, we decided to come up with a, a better way of administering psilocybin-based therapies so that we have better control for the patient and, and we hope to have can control it better 
actually a more consistent efficacy and a better safety profile. So the driving force was really to come up with a way to deliver the drug portion uh, under better control for, for the patient and the physician. Now, a final, uh, finally, speaking of that control, are we talking about the effects of the psilocybin being um, eliminated after the session? Are there effects that linger for several hours after the session? Uh, is that is that a concern? Yeah, and that's that's one of the other variables that I, that I neglected to mention. Uh, in a typical session, it may take up to two hours before the patient enters the psychedelic or dissociative state that could last for six or eight hours mm-hmm. um, with a couple therapists. And certainly it's somewhat of a burden for the patient and the therapist. And so with TRIP-8803, we'll be able to have the patient enter the dissociative state in a timely fashion, you know, within say 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. And the duration of that will, will be controlled so that um Again, the physician has control over the session, and we think that that's an advantage. And to your question before, what we think is this flexibility could allow us to develop or customize different treatments for different diseases so that it won't be one one shoe fits all, right? We'll have the ability in the clinic to adjust blood levels and duration of the psychedelic experience and correlate that with meaningful clinical outcomes. Jim, give us a website where we can learn much more. Yeah, so it'd be www.triptherapeutics.com. Jim, it's been a pleasure speaking with you. Thank you for joining us here on the program, giving us this information about Trip Therapeutics, hoping that uh, we'll get an opportunity to speak as the uh, industry progresses and uh, advances are made. Neil, thanks for the opportunity. We're really excited about what we're doing here at Trip. You've been listening to Health Professional Radio. I'm your host, Neil Howard, in conversation with Mr. Jim Gilligan, President and Chief Scientific Officer at Trip Therapeutics. Audio copies of this program are available at hpr.fm and healthprofessionalradio.com.au. You can also subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, listen in, download at SoundCloud, and be sure and subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com, Health Professional Radio.